You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to more of the Greeks Gridiron. I am Ethan Hrsadulu, and today, June 1st, 2022, as we start rolling into the nicer part of the year, we are continuing on breaking down more draft grades, and today I am focusing on none other than the Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams, going through all of their picks, which the vast majority of them are all day three, guys, but we're going to discuss them nonetheless. We're going to talk about their day two selection, Logan Bruss, and we're also going to get into the fact that they didn't have a second rounder and a first rounder, but I am giving those selections grades because while they didn't make picks in those spots, those draft picks were used on some fairly important players that led to their Super Bowl run this past season, so I feel like it would make sense to discuss those selections and give them a grade as well because, again, you're not making a pick in the draft, but they had a very significant impact on your team, and I think it's worth mentioning them and adding them into the grading here. So without further ado, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and my Rams fans, let me know. you have anyone in specific you're excited about in the comment section down below, let me know. Talk about them. And let's get into this 2D discussion, shall we? We'll start with day number three, then we'll roll into day number two, and then we'll talk about that first round selection as well a little bit. Not a ton of conversation within those first couple of picks that the Rams should have had, but we will discuss them in a little bit of detail. Now, starting down here at the bottom, we'll work our way from the seventh round and all the way up to the top. I will say day number three, from the seventh round to the fourth round, a lot of just like depth selections really is how you could kind of describe day number three for the Rams. There's a handful of guys here that are either potentially not even going to be on the final roster, but are people that they're bringing in to essentially look at to go behind some of their starters here. Uh, and we'll just kind of list them all off here and I'll break down some of my favorite ones in detail because there's a handful of guys in the day three here. We have Russ Yeast, the safety. He was drafted in the seventh round out of Kansas State. Daniel Hardy, Montana State seventh rounder. Darian Kendrick, cornerback out of Georgia. Quentin Lake, safety out of UCLA. We had Kyron Williams, the running back out of Notre Dame. And then Jacoby Durant, the cornerback out of South Carolina State. Now, I will say this. Some of the seventh round and sixth round guys are clearly guys that are, are literally being brought in specifically for depth reasons and depth reasons only. I think probably one of the biggest issues the Rams had last year that they were thankfully able to overcome and win the Super Bowl with uh, was the just the lack of secondary depth that they had. So many injuries. They were running out of guys to the point where they brought back Eric Weddle, who had been sitting on his couch up until the, the playoffs, essentially. They brought him in. And, you know, it, it's good to see that they decided, okay, we need to bring in some guys because Eric Weddle sounds like he doesn't want to do that again he was very sore and hurting after that playoff run uh, again you're sitting around not really in football I mean you're staying in shape but not necessarily football shape and then to go from not enduring any of those hits for a you know a 20 game stretch to all right now we're in here full go playoff time against the best of the best of the league for this year tough thing to go overcome and it doesn't sound like it's something he's very keen on doing again I will say that going after guys like Russ Yeast Darian Kendrick cornerback out of Georgia Russies being a safety and then also like Quentin Lake and then you have Jacoby Durant in the fourth round. It's it's a good job of just addressing that depth need there. And whether these guys even make the roster or not, especially some of the later picks, I mean, that's obviously up for debate. We'll have to see what happens with the final 53-man roster. But it's clear that they were like, okay, these are the needs that we have. They're already a loaded roster. They don't necessarily need a ton to, to regroup and reset and run it back to try to win another Super Bowl this year. But they did go after the, the team needs that they had and that needed to be addressed there. I do really like... 
the selection of Dakobe Durant out of South Carolina State. You want to talk about a guy who has excellent ball skills. He has 12 career interceptions and a pair of them coming against Clemson as well. So not only is he making all these interceptions, but he's able to do it against some really good offenses as well. 4-3-8 speed. He has very explosive bursts just moving around the field. You can see him. He stands out a bit. And I really like this addition because this is someone who, while being a little bit smaller at 5'10", 180 pounds, plays almost a little bit bigger than his size. So this is someone who I think... It probably more than likely being a fourth rounder as well will make the roster. I think he's someone who could be a, an excellent, you know, third or fourth man to kick things off in his career and someone that they can look to to provide some of that secondary depth that they needed to add. I gave that pick a B plus. I think it's really, really good overall. I'm excited to see how he can contribute to the team in the long run. I definitely think he'll probably see a decent amount of work just out of the gate. We'll have to see. Depends on, you know, who really, you know, training camp position battles and whatnot, how things shake out. But I definitely think he'll get some looks, and I think he'll have an opportunity to get some playing time fairly early on. Another pick that I'm a really big fan of here, I gave a C-plus on the pick. I think it's a really solid selection, is Kyron Williams, the running back out of Notre Dame. This is someone who... He's a third down type of back, versatile, having played out of the slot. He was a team captain, so you know this guy's a leader. Very shifty, and he's, a, he's like a, a an I-can-make-something-out-of-nothing type of guy where if you watch some of his highlight tapes, some of his best plays are him almost being like completely mauled in the backfield, and he's completely changing direction and going the other way and breaking out a massive run. I really like what he brings to the table, especially because he's someone who's played out of the slot as a running back you know for a fact that you can maneuver him in a few different ways to kind of scheme up and mismatch against defenses. And that's really what Sean McVay's off, uh, Sean McVay, excuse me, his offense is all about is just like, how well can we mismatch the, like the opposing defense against our offense here? And I think Kyron Williams is a guy that while he's not going to be a, you know, maybe a 1500 yard rusher or something like that, he's going to be someone that you can plug into multiple different spots and allow you to, you know, to, to just scheme your wide receivers more open, or maybe even rely on him as a pass catcher and someone who can make some of those plays on the inside. I like this selection. This is someone that I think is a little bit of a sleeper pick and something that people aren't really necessarily going to look at and expect a lot out of, but may get more than, you know, they bargained for. Now, when you look at some of the other guys, like I said, Darian Kendrick, Quentin Lake, Daniel Hardy, a, a lot of guys that are just depth guys. We don't necessarily know what we're going to get out of them. We'll have to see if they even end up on the roster. Some of them are a little bit undersized, like Daniel Hardy, not necessarily the biggest dude, only one full season as a starter, a bit smaller, 6'2", 239, and he struggled with a larger offensive lineman that he's gone up against. Uh, he has really good testing numbers, though. Solid athlete. I gave that pick a C. Russ Yeast, the safety out of Kansas State, I gave a C-, minus. while he's a reliable tackler, and he's someone who plays the ball fairly well. He's very good at timing his approach and getting in there and breaking up the pass. He has solid reaction times as well. He doesn't necessarily possess the high-end speed, and when it comes to, like, posts and, you know, like, deep over routes and things like that, he tends to get burned a bit, so... We'll have to see how the guys like that will shake out. Like I gave a handful of these guys anywhere from like a C to a C minus grade because you're really just kind of looking at guys who are, are fringe roster guys. And some of these were projected as like priority free agents as well, not even guys that would be drafted. Darian Kendrick's another one where he has experience going up against high level of football. There's some character concerns having been dismissed from Clemson in the spring practices of 2021. He does struggle with the high end speed guys and against the larger big bodied wide receivers. Again, more of a depth selection, but credit to them for going after another piece that they needed to add to the back end of the secondary there. Uh, overall, when I look at day three for the Rams, I like I like settling at a C plus. It's like just 
above average, but still like not quite as good as some other day threes that I've looked at per se. I do think it's somewhat above average though. So I settled on a C plus. Like I said, Jacoby Durant's my favorite pick out of that one. I think Kyron Williams might surprise some people if Sean McVay can really take his talents and utilize them to their maximum potential. Uh, those first two picks that they had in day three really anchor the weight of you know how good or bad you can look at day three. I do like the selections, but I settled at a C plus. I think there's a handful of guys that are really solid there. And I, and I think the group is fine overall, I guess you could say. Slightly above average. As for day number two, we're looking at just one selection here, and it's guard Logan Bruss. I gave the selection a B. He's a three-year starter, gets low in his pass sets. He has good athleticism for the guard spot, and he's able to protect his edges really well. This is someone that I think will probably be able to, you know, be plugged in and get going or pretty much out of the gate. I, he's someone who is projected to be a, somewhat of an average starter to a plus average starter. Just depends on how his, you know, his progression works out and everything. But he's someone that you're looking more at like his techniques needing work than anything else, whether it's, you know, his quickness for the punch, uh, hand placement needs a little bit of work there and his body weight under his pad. He struggles with balance a little bit. Balance is, is one of the things that came up when I was reading some of the scouting notes about him. He needs to work on keeping his weight underneath his pad. So he's not coming off balance as much, but Logan Bruss is a really good pick for the team. I gave it a B grade exactly what they needed to do. Obviously, uh, there was the big Cole Strange conundrum when the Patriots drafted him and Sean McVay said they wasted their time. Clearly, they knew they needed to go offensive lineman and rather than going after Cole Strange because he was gone in the first round, they settled on a guy like Logan Bruss out of Wisconsin who, again, I think is a good selection for them. I gave it a B. I, I liked the pick. It was a positional need and I think they did a good job with it. Now, when we're looking at their second round selection here, like I said, we're going to talk the second round pick and the first round pick because they do somewhat tell a story of how last season went. And I think it's worth noting what was done with those picks to kind of assess the value and how much they were, they meant to the team. This second round pick among with a couple other picks went to the Denver Broncos for the Rams to be able to bring in, Outside linebacker Von Miller, an absolute threat on the defensive side of the football. I loved the trade when they made it. I love Von Miller. He has been one of my favorite pass rushers ever since he's made it into the league. He is a force to be reckoned with. He was a big reason the Broncos won in 2015, and I think he has a really good argument for being a strong reason why the Rams were able to be as effective on defense as they were in this playoff run and winning a Super Bowl as well. Now, I gave the grade for the pick only a B, and here's why. Not because Von Miller isn't an incredible talent and he didn't have a massive impact. I just said that. But the fact that they let Von Miller walk after one season really bothers me. I understand that the Bills gave him like a monster contract, one that, you know, maybe the Rams could not have afforded. But I just talked about how much of an impact Von Miller has made or had made last season for the team. I just can't believe you let him go. And I feel like you're in LA. There has got to be some sort of way that they were able to bring Von Miller back. I think that that area has got to be a more desirable place to be and live. Von Miller it just seems like a guy who would enjoy LA. I obviously, I know he chose to go to Buffalo because of all the money and everything, I'm sure. And obviously you get a great opportunity to run it back and win a Super Bowl with a third team in Buffalo. They obviously are a very stacked team themselves over there. I just hate that they let Von Miller go. And I think with a second round selection in the draft, you are going after 
a guy who, you know, could end up being a potential starter for you in the long term. Second round picks work out fairly often. And it's just you lose out on the potential of having a guy for four years that could have grown in your system and been a guy who goes beyond the four years and gets a contract extension, ends up being a key player on your offense or defense, wherever you decided to go with that pick. I just hate that they let Von Miller walk after one season. So I gave the grade a B. Had Von Miller stayed, this is an A selection. And the fact that he's not there anymore, I think you really have to knock them for that because they not only did they give up a second round pick, but they gave up a couple other, I think a pick or two as well. I don't remember all the details, but I'm just, I was just focusing on this pick specifically. I hate, I think they actually gave away a third round pick and they managed to get another one back for that. I'm pretty sure that their third round selection from this year was not actually theirs. They, that ended up being theirs in a trade, but Again, I gave the pick a B. I think they did a good job bringing in somebody like Von Miller. It just sucks that they didn't keep him around. I think that they should have pressed a little bit more to try to keep him in LA. And then for the overall for day number two, having been graded a B for Logan Bruss and a B for bringing in Von Miller last season, get a B for day two. Solid couple of picks there. Picks that made, you know, Logan Bruss. Should be a solid offensive lineman. Von Miller, a big piece as to why they won the Super Bowl last year. That is the end goal at the end of the day anyways. B for day two. And then for day number one, their round one pick number 32, a trade that ended up in them landing Matthew Stafford, their quarterback. Uh, I am a massive, massive Matthew Stafford fan. I have been his entire career. And seeing him go to the LA Rams when that trade first happened, I'll tell you right now, I'm a Colts fan. And I was devastated because I wanted the Colts to bring in Matthew Stafford and seeing him go to LA, winning himself a ring. He is a huge reason why they won that Super Bowl. And I don't care what anyone has to say. Maybe he turns the ball over a little bit more for than some people's likings. The guy is a gunslinger. He's got a cannon for an arm and he is not afraid to take a risk. I love his style of play. It's very reminiscent of what Brett Favre used to do. And you know, without going into too much of the conversation, and it's a conversation piece for a later day, I, I think that he has a case for, as a, a, an argument for being somewhat of a, as good of a quarterback, if not better than someone like Brett Favre. And again, that's a conversation for another day. But I just, I love the Matthew Stafford trade. This was a first round pick well spent. You gave up a lot for him, but it paid off dividends and you're set at quarterback for the next few years. A plus for this one. A-plus for day one. It it does not matter that they didn't get a guy. If Matthew Stafford sits around in L.A. for another three years, I think it was well worth the trade and then some. First round grade gets an A-plus. They get an A-plus for day one. The overall grade, though, for this draft, I decided to settle at a B. I think that it was a good draft ton of depth that you know they they basically looked at what we needed positionally and they went and they brought in guys in those spots and I think they did a really good job with that um you could argue it's unfortunate they didn't have as many picks but I mean you see the way the Rams are kind of built right now and the fact that they just won a Super Bowl it's kind of hard to argue against them and some of the picks they traded away brought in some massive pieces to lead to that Super Bowl run and I honestly they still have a very good shot at repeating this next year obviously it's one of the harder thing hardest things to do in the NFL only a handful of teams have done it I believe it's only happened seven times in the NFL's history repeating is is a tall task but the way these Rams are set up with some of the picks they traded away I like it sitting out of B I think they did a good job 
Rams fans, let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below. How are you feeling about some of the guys they went after in this year's draft class? Like I said, if I was to look at this list here and name a couple of my favorite guys, Kyron, Kyron Williams out of the Notre Dame, fifth round running back, and then Jacoby Durant, cornerback out of South Carolina State, two guys that I think might be flying a little bit under the radar and some people might not know too much about. Go check out their tape and see what they're about because I think you'll be surprised. Some pretty impressive playmakers there. That's it for me, though. I appreciate you all for watching. I will see you guys next time. Have a good one.